Hey, thanks so much for checking out this episode of Golf Strategy School. Now, I know you're listening because you want to learn how to play better golf. But if you want to see how you compare to other golfers your age, you need to check out parforsuccess.com slash Griffin. That is par, the number four, success.com slash Griffin, G-R-I-F-F-I-N. And what it will do is it will actually give you a free assessment where you can see exactly how you measure up against other people your age. And you can see where you're excelling, where you need to focus your time on. And this is an assessment, honestly, that you can take once a month just to see how you're progressing throughout your golf journey. So again, check out parforsuccess.com slash Griffin to see how you measure up against other golfers your age. You're listening to Golf Strategy School. Do you love to play golf? Do you wish you could have your questions answered by the best coaches from around the world? Well, now you can. This is the Golf Strategy School podcast, bringing you elite-level instruction, one interview at a time. I'm your host, Marty Griffin. Hey there, Marty back with you. Welcome back to the podcast. I know I've been gone for quite a while. I had to undertake a rather ridiculously large landscaping project that I promised that I would have done for my wife this summer. And all I can really say is don't ever promise that you'll have over 900 square feet of landscaping done by hand by yourself. Uh, Lesson learned. That's what it's all about, right? Is learning from our mistakes as we go forward. Today, what I wanted to talk to you about uh, is an article that I came across from former guest, LPGA National Teacher of the Year, Allison Kurt. And what she's doing in this article, she's talking a lot about how we can take the common occurrence of negative thoughts, like that knee-jerk reaction, whether you leave a shot short, snap hook it, blast it, block it way right, whatever the the issue is. It's about taking that knee-jerk reaction and going from that moment where you just cannot get over it to systematically putting in processes so you can leave these bad shots in the past and make sure that we're not letting them harm us going forward so they're not giving us a a bad shot hangover, for lack of a better term. And what I really like about the point that Allison brought up first is the fact that I don't think people realize how much this happens. Uh, You really have to do your due diligence here and track the problem. So if you have on your scorecard, if you keep your greens and regulation and your fairways and your putts, things like that, add a little column for bad shots or reactions because it's about managing that emotional surge that happens after that bad shot. So as long as we're tracking it, we're going to actually see how big of a problem this is. And probably... I would guess 85 to 90% of people don't realize how often this happens. It happens a lot. And a lot of times when it does happen, we end up just dwelling on it, hanging on it for shots at a time. Heck, holes and rounds can be even ruined because you might have one bad swing. And really what it comes down to is getting introspective about how we react in these different circumstances on the course. You know, Allison makes a lot of good points how these negative 
knee-jerk reactions can create a lot of kind of accelerating problems down the line. When we look at, you know, maybe one circumstance where you have a five iron. For me, it was a five iron when I was a kid. I could not hit my five iron. And it always irritated me that that was the club that they fitted you on. If you're looking at getting new irons, it was always a five iron that they fitted you on. That always bugged the heck out of me as a kid because I felt like it was a cursed club for me. I just could not hit it well. And I realized now, looking back, that the things Allison's pointing out, where we have these these emotional urges after a swing, where if it's a bad one, instantly we think of everything that went wrong, everything down to, you know, from your feet. Well, yeah, the stance felt a little goofy. And so because the stance felt a little goofy, the club got hung up in the grass and I should have stopped and just reset, but I didn't. And I took it to the top and I was trying to hit it hard. And the list just goes on and on and on about how, how we try to justify the bad swing. And we don't realize that it's actually our emotions and our reactions that are getting the best of us. You know, you can't necessarily control where the ball is going to go from the swing. You you make your swing the best as you can. There's there's nothing that's going to change it in that little blip of a second when you're out there on the course. What you can control is your reaction. And when we start talking about what actually does make for that solution, it's looking at these reactions. And so the first thing we want to do is just stop the negative reactions. It's it's really common to to have this you know kind of pity party. Uh past guest Greg Liberto, he referred to them as ants, automatic negative thoughts, A N T S. And the way that we get in front of this problem is we have to think about the positives in terms of either the club or the swing, or the circumstance. Uh, Lynn and Pia from Vision 54, they have a, a great strategy that we've talked about many, many times on the podcast, and that is the Think Box Play Box. But they've even recently taken that a step further, and they've created the Memory Box. Now, what I like to do is kind of go back in time, go dig into that Memory Box and find... At least there's at least one good shot, one good swing, something that felt good about whatever club that you just hit wrong. Let's reflect on the good circumstance rather than actually just dwelling on this negative one. Allison points out that, you know, the negative thought should be replaced with a positive one, like saying to yourself, I know I can hit this better next time. And I like to even take that a step further by reflecting on times that you have hit it better. Hey there, just wanted to step in for a quick minute and introduce you to the Golf Strategy Academy. Now, this is a project that I've been working on, and honestly, it's one of the two big reasons why I had to take so much time off over the summer, is I've been putting together a customized list of practice routines from the two-plus years of podcast interviews that I've done, and I've ordered them in a way that walks you through your game from short game all the way through to full swing to performing under pressure. And it's a series of practice routines that walks you step-by-step through this process. And at the end of this, you're going to come out so mentally tough that you're going to be able to handle any situation on the golf course and step up to it with complete and total confidence. 
If you don't like the product, it's totally fine. 30-day money-back guarantee. You can get your money back. Absolutely no risk whatsoever. If you use the promo code podcast, you are going to get a discount, and it's only going to be $39 per month. Now, this is for serious people who put practice into their game. I'm not giving you a magic pill that you can just listen to and take and all of a sudden go out and shoot half your score. I'm giving you the tools that you need to make sure that you are the best golfer that you can be. We've put over 300 golfers through this practice. It was formerly known as the 30-Day Challenge, and we've had a bunch of absolutely fantastic results, so I know we're on to something here, and I want to keep the pedal to the metal, but I want to do it with people who are serious about their game. So if you'd like to be part of the Golf Strategy Academy, all you have to do is go to www.golfstrategyschool.com slash membership dash info, and I'll definitely have that link in the show notes, but promo code podcast, it'll get you that that uh, monthly membership down to $39 per month, only up until the end of October. After October, it, the price is going up, and we're going to have uh, more and more people entering into it every day, so you get in early, you get in for cheaper, and you get access to me. So again, thank you so much for listening. Join the Golf Strategy Academy at golfstrategyschool.com slash membership dash info. An awesome, awesome, awesome thing to do here with these added visualizations. When I have people who are really stuck on one club, if they feel that one club is just cursed, what I'll have them do is kind of go back into those memory banks into that memory box and just find one of those awesome shots and actually talk yourself through it, through that shot that's in the past. Go through and everything from how you felt the wind. Was it sunny? Was it overcast? What was your stance like? What was the lie like? Go through how it felt on the face, especially focusing on what we actually did leading up to this shot that puts us in this good position to perform. So when we go back and we're checking out this awesome past swing that we've made, we start to refresh it in our memory and then our brain is able to better perform according to that visualization the next time we have that club in your hands. So it's important then to keep tracking your progress. You don't ever want to you don't ever want to just completely bail on it. You know, you want to get those negative thoughts in check because, you know what, the swing may not always be good. We've all had those days where it doesn't, seems like it doesn't matter what you do. It's just not going to be coming out the way that you want it to. And it's important that in those circumstances, in those days, that we're not just reacting wildly and negative. It's just that we keep ourselves calm and let ourselves know that, yes, we can and have done this better in the past, and we know that going forward in the future that we are going to do it better the next time, or maybe it's the next round. So just don't beat yourself up over those bad swings or those bad shots. It's important to make sure that we're not always constantly berating ourselves about the negative. We have to remember to celebrate the positives and it it can be hard in these situations where we're having the knee jerk reactions. But one of the ways that I found works the best is to actually go back and walk yourself through maybe the most recent good shot you've hit with that club. You know, reminding yourself that you can do this, that you have done it in the past, that you have called on yourself in the moment. Uh, kind of speaking to that five iron example, I was playing with my father-in-law and a good friend of his. Uh, hello, Becker, even though you don't have a 
cell phone at all, so I'm sure you're not listening to the podcast. Uh, but I was playing with my father-in-law, Bob, and his friend, Becker. And I was just having a terrible day off the tee. It didn't matter what decision I was making. Conservative club selection. It just was not going well. But I was shooting okay because it seemed like once I was off the tee, I was fine. And I had gotten myself into a situation off one of the tees. It was a par four, shorter one. I had taken uh, a rescue club, a hybrid, just to make sure I was in the fairway, or at least that was the plan. Uh, You know, bad kind of confused thought process, focused too much on on the score I'm I'm trying to shoot rather than the swing I'm trying to make. Long story short, I pop it up. And I only hit it maybe 120 yards, and it came down through a tree in the rough. Thankfully, I had a clear swing and a clear line to the flag, but the flag was tucked behind a bunker that was on the left-hand side, and the distance was that of my 5-iron, which I don't particularly like. So I got over the ball for my for my practice swing, and in my routine, I do one practice swing, and I I address the ball, look at the flag, and then just take it away. I find that if I spend more time than one practice swing over the ball, I start to think too much, I start to waffle, and I'm not committed to the swing I'm trying to make. So I get over over the ball for my, my practice swing. I'm thinking back to a shot that I had hit earlier in the week when, for whatever reason, my long irons were just on fire. And I just felt a really nice inside out path solid contact right in the middle of the face and this was a shot that was from the rough and I was just kind of whispering this to myself and it got to the point where I didn't notice it but uh Becker could hear me talking to myself and so he took the opportunity at the green to you know give me some good-natured grief about it and I let him know that I was actually walking myself through a process reliving a shot in the past that had worked really, really well. And as it turns out, I had a pretty nice lie in the rough. It wasn't sitting up. It wasn't a flyer lie, but it was a place where the rough was pretty thin. And so I just, with that same swing in mind, I just put a nice smooth swing on the ball. I peered my five iron. I was playing to the middle of the green because I didn't want to fuss with the bunkers. And it turns out the ball just had this nice baby draw falling back into the flag. I had about probably 12 to 15 feet for birdie after a terrible tee shot, a club that I don't like to hit for my second shot. I was able to get myself centered and focused by kind of accessing those memory banks and walking myself through the last time that it went really, really well. So I encourage you to use this strategy when you're on the course. Again, make sure that you're making notes on your card about the times that you do have those big negative knee jerk reactions. And when you do, you know now to, rather than making that automatic jump to the negative thought, go ahead and take a second and let yourself know that, you know what? Yeah, that was a bad swing, but I know I can do it better. I know I have done it better. And actually go ahead and find that most recent good swing in your memory banks and walk yourself through that before you have your next shot. I know it's something that's worked really, really well for me in the past. I know it's a way that I help students get over clubs that they have just a really big issue with if it's just a a stumbling block for them. We walk through this process a lot to make sure that we are comfortable with the shot and we do know that we can have success with that club. So again, Allison has this wonderful article. You can check it out 
on the podcast. You can check it out on the show notes and I'll definitely link to it there. Also, make sure you jump back to the website and check out the information there. Again, you'll find the link to Allison's article as well as my brief little rundown here that we kind of went over on the podcast. Uh, Going forward, we're going to see a lot of these podcasts turn into coaching calls for our Golf Strategy Academy members. So I look forward to all of you who have already signed up for that. And uh, as always, I would love to play golf with you all. But until then, I will catch you in the short grass. Cheers. All right, thanks for listening to this episode of Golf Strategy School. As always, if you want to keep it in the short grass, all you got to do is put those lessons into effect. And if you want to see exactly how you fare in terms of your physical performance to other golfers your age, head over to par4success.com slash griffin, and you'll be able to see exactly where you line up and match up with other golfers your age based off of the this free performance assessment that Chris and his team has put together. Again, that's parforsuccess.com slash Griffin to see exactly how well you line up against all their golfers your age. And I'll just drop a link to it in the show notes.